the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, and glad to be with you today as I am each and every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. on your drive home, on your last moments at the office. Now you are maybe picking up your kids from school or you dropped them off or they're staying in their ESC or they got sports or you're just hanging out uh, in the heat. Hopefully you got a little bit of coolness going on. Welcome to Southern California Live. You can give me a call and join the conversation right now at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. All right. You know, sometimes you uh, wonder what is in the news that we're going to talk about, and sometimes you don't. And uh, today there was, uh, the story, of course, is the FBI's uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Oh, we can't say raid. It was a, uh, what should we call it? Well, maybe we'll talk about that later. Maybe you got a better word for it. We're in this whole place where we can't call anything anything. It's not a recession. Even though it's exactly the same as every recession we've ever had this, in the history of recession, we can't call it a recession. Now we can't call this a raid. Um, you're supposed to say lawful search pursuant to a warrant, you know, which is also known as a raid. 888-528-2557. You know what? Here's the thing. As we as we talk about this, I'll bet you got a lot of emotions about it if you if you care about this kind of thing. And maybe your emotion is just about the country. Ed Stetzer, I don't know if you know who he is, but uh he is a professor. He used to be uh he's moved around a few places. In fact, I think he's in London right now for some reason teaching. Uh but uh he has a lot to say about religion and culture and he tweeted out yesterday, you know, now is a good time to pray for the United States. And I think so. Wherever you're at, now's a good time to pray for the United States. It's always a good time to pray for your country. That's what we should be doing. But really pray. Um, And I think that, you know, as we look at this, there's a lot that we don't know. And that's always important. And you might think you know it, but you don't know it, right? Sometimes we think we know and we've got a hunch or we've got insight and sometimes we're right, but sometimes we're not. And we really don't know what happened. The FBI raided, for lack of a better word, went into, which is the right word. I don't know why we even struggle with that, but um, Mar-a-Lago, which is the hotel that uh, President, former President Trump owns and who lives there, he wasn't there. And they removed a bunch of documents, apparently, um, with a warrant. And it's a big deal that there's a warrant, because that means that you had to go to a judge or a magistrate who would have seen the evidence that the FBI agents in charge would have given, or the attorneys uh, in charge, actually, um, and would have thought it's enough to pursue a warrant and go in uninvited and take stuff. That's what happens. And that's what occurred. And so it's a really, really big deal historically because it's happening to not just a former president, but it's happening to somebody who probably is a presidential candidate for the next time around. Um, my opinion is, yes, Donald Trump is going to run. That is going to happen. 
And that is his plan. And I'm not sure that it's just to keep out of trouble. Some people say, well, he's going to run because it'll be harder to indict him. Uh, I don't know. I think that the, the politics is just very thick with all of this stuff. But we don't really know. So here's, here's what I think you can find people, even on both sides, who would agree with. Um, you know, Andrew Cuomo, the disgraced Andrew Cuomo, former mayor or former uh, governor of New York, New York State, who had to resign um, because of the way he was treating some ladies on his staff last year. Uh, he said this, though. He said the Department of Justice must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search of inconsequential archives where it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of the January 6th investigations. And so when he looks at it, and he's a Democrat, not somebody who's pro-Trump, I would say at all, he's looking at it, and he even wants to have some answers. Why did they do this? Andrew Yang. You know who Andrew Yang is? He's a former presidential candidate uh, for the Democrats. He recently just is part of this new political party called Forward, uh, they called it. Unfortunate name, I think. But uh, he wrote this. He said, I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it's uh, uh, him against the corrupt government establishment. This raid strengthens that case for millions of Americans who will see this as an unjust persecution. It seems like this was authorized by a local judge and a particular FBI office without buy-in or notification of higher levels of government. That's hard to believe, but maybe that happened. But literally, no one will believe that. Oh, see, see, I, would, I don't even believe that. Uh, or make that distinction. It's probably bureaucratic, but it seems political. And I thought that's a pretty accurate statement. I don't know what people know. Uh, if you look at what senators in particular are saying, this was Chuck Schumer earlier today. Yeah, well, I know nothing about it other than what I've read, like everybody else. So I think it's wise for me to withhold comment until we learn more. And I think that is pretty wise to withhold comment until we know more. You know, what do we really know? I'll get to that here in just a second. He was asked, by the way, to respond to somebody else who didn't reserve comment. Republican House Leader Kevin McCarthy uh, tweeted out, I've had enough. And he said uh, to uh, the Department of Justice, you better keep all of your records because if we take over the, the House in the fall, we're going to come after you with a, a hearing. That probably would happen, I suppose. Um, what was interesting is he was on MS, Chuck Schumer was on MSNBC and he was pushed by Rachel Maddow to make a comment and he still wouldn't look i think we don't none of us know the facts and any comments are premature that is so interesting to me from a senator like chuck schumer who normally would have a statement to make i would think he would probably have a speech see look we have this and this and that and uh he didn't want to do it you're listening to southern california live i'm scott furrow your host the number is 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation 888-528-2557 you can also email me at SoCalLive at kkla.com SoCalLive at kkla.com you know i've been thinking about how do we kind of get past the politics i watch as i try to do the different stations and different people and it's it's still this one's kind of like you're from two different worlds right if you watch stations or listen to people who lean to the left, uh, they think this is a great deal and that Donald Trump's days are coming to an end, that they must have finally got him. And they're saying that because, gosh, you know, if the FBI got a warrant, that means there's evidence and there's something so serious that it would that it would prompt them to have the the raid, to not just have a meeting, to not just politely ask 
but to actually go in. And if you are on the right, though, this just looks like more evidence of government corruption and the militarization of the federal government against political uh, foes. And that doesn't really look too good. And uh, so I, I think that as we look at that as Christians, one of the things that we have to think about with the division and the anger and the frustration, and there's some harsh stuff out there that people are saying. Can I remind you that the people in your life, your family, your coworkers, your classmates, your next door neighbors, the Starbucks barista, wherever it is you go for coffee and you hang out and they know you well enough that they already have your coffee made before you walk in there? I've got a couple of those, um, which is, it's, you know, it's wonderful. I'm just like a regular coffee guy, right? So it's easy, uh, but I'll walk in there and it's already made. Here you go, Scott. They already know my name. Uh, sometimes they give it to me for free. You know, that's also nice because I can't really afford it. <clears throat> it's uh, those people, though, they matter a lot in the way we discuss all of this stuff. You might have a lot of emotion and anger and frustration, and you might be right to have all of that. But the way we talk about things, you know who listens to us? You know what group of people are the people who actually pay attention to what we have to say as the church? It's the people that we know. When you post something on your Facebook or the Twitter machine or your Instagram, and it goes, you know, and it's really kind of harsh or mean or pointed, or you say things like, you know, we need to make a civil war, or we start accusing people of crimes that we don't really know if they committed or not, those kinds of things. 99% of the people on your friends list, they don't care. They probably don't even see it. You're certainly not changing their mind. But the people who do read it are the people you know personally, the people that you work with who may never say anything to you about it, but they probably saw it. Or you might be saying your leftist or your far right position on something or just whatever. And if you're angry and you're just spewing it out there, they might nod their head like an agreement. But what they're really thinking is, I need to get out of this conversation. Our testimony with Christ matters the most. And I think that there is a time that we're in now where Christians need to stand up and be counted for being truthful and reasonable. And it isn't, you know, and it isn't that we can't speculate and we can't wonder. I'm doing it. I would really like to know what in the world were they looking for, those FBI agents? What do what was it that's so serious? Is it just related to documents that maybe he took home with him when he left office? Is it something related to January 6th? Is it something completely different that we don't know about? What is it that was so serious? I think we we need to know that. But I also am concerned that it's not as serious as that type of raid should require it to be. And what does that mean? So here's, here's three things I came up with that as believers, I think in our conversations, even in our own thinking, just in in a few moments when things like this happen that we should acknowledge. Okay, you ready? And this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Farrow, your host. Number one, the president is not above the law. Very important. We have to have that as a principle in our our country. The president is not above the law. Very important. And if whatever they are looking for, the FBI, is so serious that it warrants this, then it was appropriate for the FBI to even raid the president's home. He's just a guy. If it's something real, something really serious, he should get prosecuted like anybody else. 
We might find out. We might find out there's something really bad and the evidence is very clear and not ambiguous. And we might go, oh, and uh, that moment could occur. Normally, the FBI doesn't do this kind of stuff without that kind of evidence. Now, I recognize when it comes to President Trump, nothing is normal, uh, including the way that he has been treated by the FBI uh, in some ways. Uh, they might have something very serious that might be revealed. So it's really important that we we don't rush to judgment. Senator Tim Scott was talking about that on uh, one of the Sunday news shows. And, uh, you know, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, I think he's running for president. And uh, I hope he does. I like Tim Scott. I met him uh, one time and uh, he's the same guy. He's just a super nice guy. He's got a Christian testimony. And uh, this is what he had to say about this. Well, I think we should really, as, as opposed to rushing the judgment, the most important thing that we can do is let it play out because I, I have right. no idea what they were looking yeah. for. And I don't think anybody knows uh, what they were looking point, for. We don't really know. And so I think, I, and I think that's legitimate. I think he doesn't know. I think Chuck Schumer didn't know. I think um, you know, other people on both sides of the aisle who normally would have a lot to say aren't saying anything. I think they don't know. I'm not too sure that the White House says they don't know. I don't know that they don't know. It's really hard to imagine that, but maybe they don't. So the first thing we have to consider, it's important, is the president is not above the law. Former presidents are not above the law. There was something that Richard Nixon said. I think he said it during those Nixon Frost interviews. We're talking about Richard Nixon in the last hour. And uh, I think he actually said, well, if the president does it, then it's not illegal. No, you can't, that's not true. That is not true. Uh, and a scary thing that he might have said that. Um, the president is not above the law. That needs to be very clear. But secondly, it also needs to be clear that the president or a former president needs to be considered innocent until proven guilty that that is a value that even though everybody's kind of has their mind made up in their own mind, you're right. The way that we actually move forward administratively, legally, is that a person has to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. And even though you're a former president, you still deserve that. And we have no idea what this is about. What happens if it turns out to just be politics? Then we have a serious crisis in our country at the Justice Department. And both sides are going to have to fix it. Both sides are going to have to put aside all of their their Trump feelings and say, this cannot be asked about whether or not this is, uh, you know, what if this is just about documents? So President Trump has been accused uh, by the National Archives of taking documents, at least as far as we know, documents that uh, are classified that do not belong to him. Okay, and so this was going on a few months ago, and they came to Mar-a-Lago and met with them, and they left with a bunch of documents in boxes. And the theory right now is that that's what this was about again. And the president, President Trump, is saying, well, they should have just asked. We would have cooperated and those kinds of comments. Um, And so the fact that there was a warrant, the fact that they went in, that means they went into a safe, apparently. They went into other stuff. Sometimes those details change in time, but that's what we think probably happened. That's very serious. And uh, CNN's Paul Collin, who is a a legal analyst on uh, the liberal CNN, uh, he had this to say. No, it's not enough to warn all this. And this is a daring and dangerous move by the Department of Justice to serve a warrant on a former president and to raid his personal residence. See, and what he's saying is that it's a dangerous thing to do because unless they've got something that's really, really clearly a criminal that the president has done, a former president has done, 
uh, then this is going to look political, even if it really isn't. It's a very, very dangerous thing. Senator Tim Scott had similar comments. The Judiciary Committee, just in the last two weeks, trying to figure out why they do what they do. And there's been lots of questions before this raid about whether or not the FBI is doing their job apolitical. And we don't know the answer to that question yet. This you is probably gonna, about the FBI. This is going to raise more questions, in my opinion. We need to let this play out and see exactly what happens. But we should all have been stunned and surprised and shocked at what happened yesterday. The real question is, A, what is the Federal, Federal uh, Records Act? And, and B, what are we talking about? It, it, ha- it has to be something of incredible magnitude yeah. for at least my side of the aisle to say that was, that was warranted. With, without that, I think we're going to find ourselves in a very big mess yeah. as it relates to the credibility of the FBI. Well, I think so, too. You got to have uh, you better have uh, they better have something. And maybe this is a good thing because either they're going to come out with something real serious and we're all going to go, oh, now we get it. Or they're going to come out and it's going to be a nothing burger. And then we've got a really big mess, a really big problem. You know, as believers, as we're thinking about this, uh, and I'll give you my take and I'll give you my my third thing for us to think about. I mean, the third thing that we need to acknowledge, I think, with this anyway uh, for the Christian, is that our mission is to make disciples of Jesus, not to elect or not elect Donald Trump or anybody else. We need to be involved in politics, but not for the sake of some person. We need to be involved for the sake of, of people uh, and our neighbors and the country going well and the sake of uh, the gospel. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, if you want to join the conversation. Linda from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hello, Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, in listening to you uh, briefly right now and uh, first hearing about the raid, it's unfortunate. It's very, very unfortunate Uh Either they have something or they don't. And I love your nothing burger <laughs> call on that. Um, but uh, to me, it's it's a further encroachment on our liberty and, judge- and uh, privacy. And uh, they either have something or they don't. And whether the the Department of Justice can can act independently and do this with the FBI. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a uh, procedure like that. But uh, there has to be either something real big or there isn't, and only time will tell. And I just want to make a further comment. on. I know this is old news, but um, I, I give uh, kudos to Nancy Pelosi for having the guts to uh, go against the Chinese, even after they threatened her. Uh, her 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 visit to Taiwan, um, you know, I always had considered her the enemy, but uh, I give her credit for doing what she did and showing uh, more than face for the U.S. against the Chinese. Hmm. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome, Linda. Thank you for listening to Southern California Live. Number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. If you want to call and join the conversation. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Linda was talking about. We've talked about it on the show. I supported uh, Nancy Pelosi's going over to China, partly because I think if if they are planning to go to war soon, or if they're going to go to war against us, then I don't think her trip 
it might provoke it a little sooner, but it's coming anyway. I was glad that she did that. And if they're not going to do it, and if all they're going to do right now is play Ring Around the Rosies with the island of Taiwan and shoot some missiles into the water, uh, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but we, we do, you know, I was glad. I think as Americans, there is, we need to call out people who are uh, persecuting people that way. It's a different subject. We'll come back to that another time. Getting back to uh, the the FBI raid, uh, I think, Linda, that's the, the issue is that the, the Department of Justice, if they have something, they do have a right to go in there. And that's of the number one and number two points that I think we need to acknowledge. And as Christians, I think this matters. You know, number one is the president is not above the law or an ex-president is not above the law. That's just super important in our system of government. And we need to be really careful because of the political nature of it. But the president is not above the law. And maybe they're going to come out with something and we're going to all say, oh, and uh, have a, a very sad moment. Because you're right, it's it's a bad thing no matter what. It's bad if President Trump has done something that's criminal in that that level that would require this. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a minute, because lots of presidents have been accused of taking stuff that they shouldn't take. Uh, the Clinton ones are hilarious in a way. Um, and I'll tell you about those after the break here in just a minute. The second thing is the president needs to be considered or a former president uh, innocent until proven guilty. Everybody, including somebody at that level, is owed that. Uh, Biden is owed that by people who want to accuse him of things. And there are things, right? There, we, we owe each other that. And that's why it's such a big thing here is if it turns out to be just politics, then we do have a serious crisis and both sides are going to have to step in because we can't, we cannot have a system where the government can use administrative powers against their political foes. We can't. Uh, Nixon was going to get impeached for that. He resigned before he got impeached. But one of the things Nixon was in trouble for was using the IRS against uh, his political foes, which is another issue. 87,000 IRS agents. Did you know that that the majority of audits happen against people who are poor? Did you know that? And the reason is because there's not enough IRS agents. They do need some more and they're overworked, but it's easier to go after people who have less money because they can't hire the attorneys and people to help them. And uh, there's a, a survey I have from ProPublica about that. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to be aware of. But I think that, and I got to take a break, we have to acknowledge three things. President is not above the law. President needs to be considered innocent until proven guilty. And then I'll give you a third one when we get back. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. The number is 888-528-2557. I'll be back as soon as the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. We are talking about the FBI's raid. Raid! Sorry, we can't say raid. The FBI's um, tip over, onslaught, you know, invasion. Can't say invasion. That's reserved for the Capitol Hill people, right? What's the word? We're not allowed to say, apparently, we're not allowed to say raid, even though it's a raid. Of course it's a raid. It's always a raid. It's so weird, the world we live in. 888-528-2557. I think my favorite, favorite is Sally. They sallied forth. The FBI sallied forth into Mar-a-Lago. Maybe that's what we'll call it. They sallied. I don't even know what that means. Well, it means raid, but I've never heard that before. 888-528-2557. And uh, let me uh, go to JT in Hermosa Beach. Welcome to Southern California Live. 
Hey, Scott, thanks for having me. Good bumper music with Earth, Wind, and Fire there. It takes you back to an era when the music was a lot better than today, I'll tell you. <laughs> or pop culture was better, if you know what I'm saying. You know? I do, I do. And uh, when you see the passing of some of these really talented people like uh, um, Judith Durham, the lead singer of The Seekers, and Roger Mosley and Bill Russell, it, they, these were people at class that are is lacking in our culture today. It's really sad. I heard a statistic um, about Bill Russell that in his career, he faced 10 Game 7 events in professional yep. basketball, and he was 10-0, and and that in winner-take-all games, he was 21-0. and That's unbelievable. Anyway. He was, just real quickly, the man and Wolf Chamberlain were friends. He never held a grudge against anybody. He was a class acting. He went to a private school growing up, and some nuns taught him, and so those in, he never used profanity. They, those individuals grew up in a time, and they were critical of the uh, of the, the loss of the uh, of the civility and the manners and the culture we're living in. And I agree with that. Yeah. I wanted to compliment you too before I go on and say that you know Warren Duffy was a wonderful man and uh, got a chance to know him and booked a guest on his show uh, at the time. My, this was a friend of mine. He was the original drummer for Little Richard, and they were both Christians. And and then of course Frank Pastore and Frank Sontag. So you're you're following in some good footsteps because all three of those gentlemen uh, spoke in a very measured, calm, rational, factual tone that I think is a, is a complete the opposite of where are the hysteria of today's society. And you fit into that, and that's a compliment to you, and I appreciate that. Well, I thank you, and I appreciate it. It's an honor to be here, and I think we yeah. all need to do that. So I hope that we're all learning to do that. It's important right yeah. now. Yeah, I wanted to add something, too. Your thing about Nixon is true. It's sad because Nixon was a smart guy. He was a lawyer, and he knew better. He knew yeah. better. He knew the Constitution, and there were a lot of times where he'd give interviews, and he was very civil towards Truman and Kennedy, and he was friends with Kennedy. They liked each other, and Goldwater, and yeah. they all liked each other. But I want to say something. What is going on in this, this atmosphere today? This is what bothers me, and I'm going to bring this up. There's a lack of sense of historical perspective. Yes. Okay. David McCullough just died, would bring a sense of perspective and history to things. And I, and I enjoy listening to people like that, or Cal Thomas, or Pat Buchanan, or others. They're not looking from an ideological thing, but bringing it. But Hubert Humphrey and Barry Goldwater, and Everett Dirksen, and, Mar- and uh, Margaret Chase Smith, and people like John and Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, or Reagan, or Carter, or the people we used to have, Truman or Eisenhower, the men and women back then had their flaws, their moral lapses, but they didn't use profanity. They generally were civil towards their opponents. They up, they believed in the Constitution and would have out, been outraged at any attempt to try to do something that went against the norm, mm. seriously. Yeah. And this is what bothers me. We are living in a time where there seems to be so little leadership in the Congress and the Senate. It seems like they, the people are all gone, they're dead, or they're retired, or they've been bought off. And we don't have leadership like we have anymore, and so we think what we've been getting with the last several presidents is normal leadership in the le- and the Congress and the Senate. We used to have people that were steeped in history, they were eloquent, that would stand up there. And I'm going to give you one example, and then I'll let you go. I was watching a, um, a tape of when President Kennedy was shot. Yeah. And the reporters... I was I was looking at the way the reporters were dressed and the way they carried themselves in different U.S. cities, asking crowds of people, "What is your reaction to what has just happened?" Okay, mm-hmm. the, re- the and the comments were very telling. People were saying, "What a terrible downfall we've had in our communication and the way we express ourselves." The reporters were eloquent. They were they had good speaking voices. They 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 you know they were they were solemn, 
and they asked intelligent questions. And the and these were these were crowds of people, male, female, white, black, Hispanic, you know, Puerto Rican, you know, Asian, Democrat, Republican. There was no racial divide, or even though we had racism at the time, but yeah. we were making we were making progress in civil rights at the time. We were. Yeah. So and, what do we do but, now? I understand you know, what the point is that you're making. So well, where do we go from is, now? The point is, is that we, if we don't go back to some of the, to those values, then we're doomed as a society. And if we think we can, if the the idiocy that we've adopted and the rejection of everything from the past is going to work, then we're 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 on a downfall in our culture because. The way people responded in those interviews there was telling about how much more eloquent and how much more, um, you know, much more, you know, people were better at communicating with each other back then and than we are now. We need to go back to that. We have no choice. We don't. You're right about that, JT. I appreciate those comments. We we need to start in the church. I mean, we have a Savior who taught us how to speak to people and a Bible that tells us how to be kind and the fruit of the Spirit that's kindness, gentleness, all of those things. Uh, that are not weak things. They are things that build. They are things that make things work. And when you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, then you got bad fruit from something else, and that's what we're experiencing. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Cheryl from Inglewood, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hi. Yes, I was listening to what you said as far as um, nobody being um, above the law, which I do agree with. And also the fact that we are proven, um, we are not to be proven guilty before we have actually, you know, the case is being Yeah. So people should have the presumption of innocence. I mean, I'm not a Trump supporter by any means, but I do agree that we should wait for the facts to come out. And I do appreciate those on both sides of the aisle. Um, Rick's, um, I forget the, um, his first name, but Scott, Tim Scott and um, Chuck Schumer, who both said, you know, that we should suspend judgment. Yes. Because I just feel like it's easy to assume either way. Although I do have to ask a quick question. Is there a different president if there's classified materials involved? Like wouldn't the FBI have given this information as an inventory um, to Trump and his people of what they actually took? Yeah, that is a a very good question. And Cheryl, I appreciate your call. And uh, you're right. To get back even to JT's point, I think that what Earlier, we played clips from Tim Scott, Senator Tim Scott, Republican from South Carolina, and the uh, Senate Democratic Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, both saying, hey, we got to reserve judgment on this. We don't actually know what it is the FBI had. And uh, I've seen a lot, and there's no precedence for any of this, really. But at some point, let's say there there could be a sealed indictment. Maybe they've already indicted President Trump over something, and we just don't know it yet because the court has sealed it. Uh, going after a former president is huge, and the the reason that Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon is so that we wouldn't have to go through it as a country. And people were angry with him at the time for doing that because Nixon did break laws, but uh, he felt like it would be better for the country. In fact, I even heard somebody today say, what if, what if Biden has to pardon Trump? That would just be wild, right? And the reason is, is because if, if Trump is going to get arrested— if we're going to see Trump in handcuffs or something, or former any former president, you know, for that, it's going to paralyze the country, right? It's going to be a really big deal. So whatever is happening, they're going to move forward. If there is that kind of evidence, they're going to move forward very carefully. Um, and we're going to have to be aware of the, the pain that that's going to be. Even if you weren't a Trump supporter, you don't want this to be going on with any former president. Um, it's bad. Um, so we will see, and I think as Christians, that's another place where we 
we have to be thinking truth, civility, and uh, we can wait. And even if you got a hunch about what's going on and you're right, you can be right later. You know, be right when the facts come out to show that you're right and it works. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live, 888-528-2557. Ted from the City of Angels. Ted, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, doing, Scott. Ted, City of the Angels, Los Angeles. Um, you know, I always felt that, you know, stirring the pot with not a lot is assumptions. And my father always said, uh, good news or, or no news is good news. And I and I really trust that man. You know, like I said, they didn't even know he was married for 20 years here at Culver City um, Hughes Helicopters because he felt that city people all they do is brag about up sleeping with each other's wives. Yeah. So what should brag- we do? Uh, I got to go to a break here in a second, Ted. Uh, what are your thoughts about the uh, the raid and what we should do at this point? Well, I it's, I think we should just wait. There's no news is is good news, uh-huh. and that. Uh, one thing about uh, he, the man that just mentioned um, uh, Ford, I know Ford was a Republican, and he parted a Democrat, and uh, he uh, ruined his career. So uh, we, we need to take that into account that we all need to sacrifice. This is our country, regardless of what parties it, it is involved and do the right thing as, as uh, Christ would want us to do. Yeah, well, Ford, Ford pardoned Nixon. They're both Republicans. Um, but that's oh, why. Yeah, but that's that's why it hurt Ford is the Republicans were mad uh, and the Democrats were mad. But, you know, historians today think Ford did the right thing. I believe he did. And I do I too. I believe he did. I, do, I believe he did too. Thank you for calling, uh, Ted. As always, 888-528-2557. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm going to go ahead and take a break in just a minute here and I'll take your calls. I see your calls up on the screen. Thanks for holding on. I know it's an important topic. There are a couple of things that uh, I had mentioned and uh, as we keep going, You know, three things to acknowledge. Number one, the president is not above the law, and that's really important. Maybe he's guilty of something, and we're going to – former President Trump, I mean – and guilty of something, and we're going to find out. I think think if he is, we will find out. If he's been indicted, if there is something serious, then uh, we will find out in time, and so we can wait. Um, We also need to to consider him like anybody else is innocent until proven guilty, even if everything inside us thinks, oh, he's guilty – you know, we got to have that proof out there. It matters. And if it turns out to be just politics or something not that serious, uh, we're going to have a big deal. I got to take a break. I got more for you. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Tuesday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. Tuesday afternoon. I'm going to get to your calls and uh, uh, go pretty quickly on your calls because I want to make a couple of points before we're done today that I think are important. And I want to uh, cash in on a couple of promises I made. I told you I was going to tell you uh, about what the uh, the Clintons got accused of when they left office by the uh, National Archives. And uh, hopefully, uh, if if there is something wrong that President Trump has done, hopefully it's worse than that. But I have, I'm concerned that it's not. 888-528-2557. Chris from Westminster, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. I was waiting to hear your third uh, third point there, but I guess I'll have to wait till after I ask the I'll give, I'll give it to you uh, now. Your, your third point. Okay, points of, for Christians, okay? We must acknowledge three things as we kind of wade through all this controversy. Number one, the president is not above the law. Number two, any, any president, ex-president, any president or ex-president needs to be considered innocent until proven guilty in our conversations. But the third one 
is that for the Christian, our mission is to make disciples of Jesus and not get distracted by electing or not electing any political figure. And there are so many things that we need to do. We work for the Cosmic Justice Department. And looking at that, how do we respond? Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. You know, I think one of the things that people need to know, Christians should know, is that the the spiritual battle that's going on, the captive, the, the hollow and deceptive philosophies, those things are, are taken over regardless of who the president has been, regardless of which party. Um, it's because that happens at a local level. That happens with the people you know in the school down the street, and uh, we need to be involved locally and not get distracted uh, by other stuff. So I can get into that a little bit more, but Chris, you were going to make a point. Yes, uh, and I am trying to be more involved locally in, in the city that I live in, of Westminster, so I'm trying to get involved there. Uh, the thing that I guess frustrates me the most is that I, I started getting into politics in 2016, so I was uh, pretty clueless to it all. The thing that I saw is that I believe Trump has always been treated unfairly, in my opinion. I know I'm still new to all this, but I, I, did, I looked up Hillary, I looked up Trump, and I was watching what was going on, and I felt he's been treated unfairly, so... With that being said, I feel the government may at times overreach. And as a Christian, I think we should hold the government to uh, accountability so it, because they shouldn't be overreaching. Uh, that statistic you gave about uh, the audits and how they pr- primarily pick on the, the, the less uh, financially stable people mm-hmm. is an example to me that that's what frustrates me is that they'll pick on the little people. And as I find that so unfair and, in this situation, I feel they're picking on Trump because he isn't political. He's a he's a businessman. So I guess for me, and as someone that did support Trump, um, I find it's and that might be a biased opinion, but I'm aware of that. I just feel he's always had an unfair shake. So my final question to you is, how do you, with our faith and being an American, how do you either intertwine the two or how do you separate the two? And I'll, I'll listen to you on the air. All right, Chris. Thank you for your call. You know. Um, the way you separate the two is you make sure that Jesus is your king, not Trump or Biden or anybody else. That we should recognize that God has a plan for the world that might be very different than our plan for the United States. Ultimately, it is. Most people don't think the United States exists in biblical prophecy. That either means that we don't exist at that time or that we're, maybe we exist, but we're irrelevant. We don't have any power or we're part of the bad side of it. You know, one of those three and so we have to keep that in mind. Jesus told us that the that people will hate you because of me. We have to realize that our place is we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And that's why I think even our conversation about this that's going on and this type of thing that's super divisive, right? We're already divided and this is going to, it could divide us a lot further. I hope it doesn't because maybe what is going to be answered here, maybe there is something that President Trump is going to get accused of that is really bad. And then we're going to go, oh, and that's been going on maybe for a while. And then, you know, people will figure that out. He hasn't been treated unfairly. That's what that would mean. Or we're going to find out this is a nothing burger and he is being treated unfairly. And that's going to, you know, some people said today that if you, uh, if Trump is not actually in serious trouble because of whatever they're looking for, this probably helps him get past whatever bad publicity he might have got for January 6th. He might become president where maybe he wasn't on that path before. I mean, it's a wild thing politically what's happening. But whatever the case is, we have got, 
we have got as Christians to not make things about Donald Trump, pro or against, or make things about Joe Biden or about whatever candidate we might be, uh, you know, supporting the next time. It's got to be about Jesus. This is ultimately the problem. The Democrats and Republicans, they can fight all they want to, and but you and I and the people that God has placed in our life, that's where we're called to serve. And so when national things come up, political issues, we have to speak truthfully. And I think we need to get involved locally and care about what the kids, the hollow philosophies that are being taught in your school down the street, uh, the, you know, men can have babies and there's birthing people and, and, you know, we're, we're forcing, you know, in some places or encouraging, um, you know, gender change surgeries and drugs, even though on 12 year olds, 14 year olds, we did a whole show on that a while ago. That is horrible. And that's going on regardless of whether Trump or Biden or Obama or Bush or whomever is in the White House. I mean, that's been going on that building with both parties in charge of each House of Congress. See, it's local stuff where we need to stand up for the people we know, the people down the street, the people who go to our school, our kids' classmates, our are the parents of the kids who go to school with our kids. See, that's where we can get involved and be truthful and not disqualify ourselves by going down the route of conspiracy theories or things that are just not provable um, that are really a waste of time either way. That's where we got to go as Christians. Let me get to a couple of calls and then I'll try to pay off a couple of things here. Uh, MJ, thanks for holding so long from La Puente. MJ, welcome to Southern California Live. Oh, thank you, Scott. Oh, boy, really nice to listen be able to hear what you're what you're saying uh yesterday i would say that's a day we all need to mark on our calendars if you will thank you um i just wanted to say that i i, I was a really heavy and meditative thought today uh and it occurred to me that i believe i'm trying to put myself in their shoes i believe that president trump he's so intelligent i believe he's really blessed with hindsight insight foresight i believe he had plan b plan c he could see this coming Number one. Number two, I believe that the Democrats and the people who are going to oversee him, uh, I don't believe they're going to arrest him. I believe they're going to milk it for all it's worth and hope that somehow they can get him to as like turn uh, turn, do a turnaround and and say, gee, I'm not running for president. Sorry, ever did or whatever it comes to. And and I believe that they'll. Serious it's not just on him, but on all those who know him. Yeah, MJ, and then I'm lastly, running out, lastly, I'm, I'm running out of time, and I got a couple calls, and I do want to make a point. But I think you know a lot of this, if it's political, it has to do with putting him in a position where he can't run for for president. Fourteenth Amendment would make it impossible for him to run for president if he is convicted of being a someone who participated in an insurrection. That's what's happening with the January sixth committee. If they can make that connection. Um, that's what's happening there. I don't want to run out of time and not pay off on a couple things here that I, I said I would do. And then I'll try to get your calls if I can. Um, the three points to hold on to him. President's not above the law. A, a former president's not above the law. That's really important. Maybe Donald Trump is guilty of something and we're going to see it. And we're going to say, okay. A uh, president or a former president needs to be considered innocent until proven guilty. That goes for Biden too and things that he's accused of. Um we don't know what's going on with uh, this raid that happened. Um, here's my, my take is, is that the President Trump probably has some documents that he shouldn't have, but we don't know what those are. My concern, along with a lot of other people, is that whenever we find that out, it's going to be very insignificant, relatively speaking. Maybe it's classified. You know, maybe it's uh, 
you know, he's got a bunch of, uh, you know, macaroons from the president of France that he's not supposed to take, you know, or maybe he's got classified dietary restrictions from Boris Johnson. But them's the breaks. And uh, he shouldn't have those because it might embarrass him, right? I mean, there's things. Uh, is it against the law for him to have them? Yeah. I don't know if Trump even packed the boxes. That's another thing. It could be somebody else. Uh, the Clintons, this is what I was going to tell you. The Clintons, when they left office, according to the New York Times story from 2002, they reported taking $28,000 of stuff from the White House that wasn't theirs. They thought it was theirs is what they said. It included two sofas, an easy chair, and an ottoman uh, that was worth $19,000. Uh, kitchen table, four chairs. They, they took a bunch of furniture, sofa, lamps, all this stuff. And uh, you can imagine, you know, oh, I thought that was mine. I have, I have great memories of that. I thought I had that in my house in Arkansas. Well, no, you didn't, Mr. President. He stole it from the White House. Uh, I shouldn't say stole. They said they accidentally took it. Uh, the New York Times reported that they underreported what was taken. They reported $28,000. It was really worth $360,000. That's what they took, stuff that belongs to the National Archives. Now, did they get in trouble? No. You know, what if Clinton, if uh, Trump stole a vase or something? I don't know. Uh, it's not going to feel good if this is only about that. Um, whatever the case is, my friends, whatever it is, we have to make sure, and as, if Trump gets back into this thing, which I think he's going to, you know, it's going to be Trump 24-7 on all the news channels everywhere else. Our mission is to make disciples of Jesus, not get somebody elected or not not elect somebody else. I mean, we got to participate and vote and all of those things, but we have to consider our faith first. We have to consider the mission of the local church that we're sitting in. And whether or not we are distracting people from Christ and the call of Christ, it matters so greatly. And can we think about this? See, we need to get involved in politics, but not for the sake of some candidate. We need to be involved because we work for the Cosmic Justice Department, and we need to take a look at what's going on, especially what's happening with our kids, especially what's happening with... uh, in our schools with these hollow philosophies. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. We have to see to it. See, and when we get distracted, sometimes all the devil needs to do to wreck your church is to make you focus on something that isn't showing people Jesus Christ, even if that other something is good we got to be about Jesus. I'm out of time. I'm sorry I didn't get to the rest of your calls. Uh, you can always call back tomorrow on Fridays. We do open phone Friday. You can bring up whatever it is you want to talk about on Fridays. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We're on 3 to 5 every day. I will be back tomorrow at 3. God bless you. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.